Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. It has finally stopped raining here in New York. The skies are clear, or so are our minds from our fabulous, relaxing, hopeful, hopefully relaxing, everyone had a relaxing weekend. Good morning, brother. Good morning, bro. <laughs> oh my God, that was our last episode. My God, what, how... What positive feedback we got. Like, I know, you guys. That was so much fun, but I literally needed the whole weekend to decompress yep. because I left it all on this couch. You left everything on the couch. We had to have a cleaning crew come in and clean up <laughs> all the things that you left. Like, once a year, I give it all. Mm-hmm. I give every comedic instinct I have to Brain the show. Cell. I leave it all on this couch and I need the rest of the year to recoup. And recharge for next Halloween. Right. But it was so amazing. I, that was hands down my favorite one we've ever done. Same. I mean, we. what I loved about it is that nobody guessed it. So many people thought we were going to be David and Alexis. We were, okay, let's talk about our plans initially and what we were saying and what I wanted to be versus what you okay. wanted to be. Because so I, I thought that I had had the idea like three months ago and like we, we didn't need to, but you didn't like it. I wanted to be Viola and Sebastian Hastings. And I just thought, like, while I love She's the Man, you know how I feel about that film, I thought it was a confusing costume. One, because if one of us is Sebastian, like as he is, like that person de- no, has, I know, no, we I know we're both going to be Amanda Bynes. Yeah. Amanda Bynes as Viola and Amanda Bynes as Sebastian. But like, that's one, that's two people playing one person. It's just a little confusing. I think you're looking too much into it. And I think it would have been absolutely stellar, but I'll keep it in my back pocket. If I have, you know, maybe I'll do it with Ben next year. I would love to see that. It's, it's a premiere idea and I won't let you shit on it. I wanted to be David and Alexis Rose from Schitt's Creek, which would have been great. And I think a lot of people guessed it. I would have been David and you would have been Alexis. You weren't excited about playing Alexis. And it requires everyone having watched Schitt's Creek, which like, even though it feels like it, not everyone does. No. Also why I didn't like it. Well, one, it's so much more fun to be David than it is to be Alexis. And like, it's never good when one is better than the other. I mean, I would have been Alexis. I just think that would have been more expected. Yeah. And it's also like kind of, she's like lame. Like she's great, but she doesn't, except for David, like there's not a lot. And literally everyone in the world did some like Schitt's Creek variation. So I'm glad we were like unique. Yeah. I mean, I did wind up being Schitt's Creek on Saturday <laughs> night. Zach and I were Moira and Johnny Rose. And once I knew that I was going to do that with Zach, I didn't really care about doing it here for the show. By the way, you did Schitt's Creek probably better than I've seen anyone do it. Wow. And it's so much better to dress up as Moira and Johnny than it is to dress up as David and Alexis. Like, if you wanted to do Moira and Johnny, like, I would have put on the eyebrows. Like, it yeah, would, but no we, brainer. We but have, we do siblings. We try to do siblings. It will, every year it'll probably be different. We always want to be family members, but it's so much fun more siblings. And the royal family was just, like, it was the perfect. perfect. I had so much fun. I mean, crazy Harry. Like He's fucking nuts. I'll never look at him the same again. Nucking futs. I took, I had to get my work bag out this morning and I opened it. I'm like, why does it feel like a little bulkier? And like my wig wig was in there and I was just like harking back. Oh, I don't know if this made the um, Fast Five. I don't believe that it did. But I think we should talk about the fact that I had coronavirus as of April this year. Oh, yeah. And I was having a very hard time breathing, brother. William, Prince William had COVID in April, not Claudia Ashray. Just want to set that for Oh, yeah, but no, not Claudia just, Ashray with a British accent. No, and Claudia Ashray with a British accent still has not had COVID. No, neither has uh, Even Jackie though I have nary a time been uh, a charged with being a COVID denier by some of my haters. Or a COVID spreader. Like, yeah, you can't super spre- spreader. You can't spread COVID if you don't get COVID. And at this point, I feel like now I'm actually like in the worst position ever. I'm like the most vulnerable member of society. Right, because you because haven't I'm, had it. I haven't had it. Right. And most people I know like have had it either super bad or they didn't even know. And then they have antibodies. Like, I'm never going to be that person. But um, as I feel like we're heading towards another lockdown, like I still have not gotten it. No, I, I mean, same. I mean, because if you had it, then I would have it. Right. And, and vice versa. And it's like weird to be annoyed at, about it. But like, I kind of wish that like I had gone through it already. Right. So yeah. I would be like more immune. Right. I think a lot of people feel that way. 
<sighs> so it was a great Halloween weekend. Yes, it was. Hope everyone had a fun And safe. you dressed up as well. A yes. little Amy Poehler action. Well, I wasn't planning on dressing up because I really like, I give it all to the toast. And because we do it all on the toast, I don't feel pressure to dress up after the fact. Like, I love the fact that we are always celebrating Halloween on the toast and I don't have to like go get like a slutty costume for a party on Saturday night. Yeah, and I didn't have like a party to go to. I was just hanging out with like five friends. But I literally happened to have in my bag this juicy tracksuit. And I was like, what can I do with this? So I found a wig. It wasn't the right wig, but I went as Amy Poehler from Mean Girls and it actually ended up being hilarious. You know, when you wear a wig, some, I mean, you know, from Harry, some wigs have like supernatural um, powers that like seep from your hair follicles into your brain cells and transform you into like a truly different person. And you have this alter ego, this Amy Poehler wig, like even though it was more of like an Anna Nicole Smith wig, it made me nuts. Yeah, no, I am very aware of the power of wigs. And I feel like that is something that Moira Rose is always saying like mm-hmm. each wig the, those are her girls like yeah. they're different people and I so I think that I, I actually love the feeling of Halloween when you just get this new persona and I feel like in regular time a lot of times like people go all out for Halloween you know hard on makeup hard on outfit and like everyone just really feels themselves and then everyone's sad that Halloween's over because like you're you don't get to be that person anymore but it's like be that person more often. Yeah, of course. Like, go, take on new personalities. Take on new personalities. Go balls to the walls. Do full glam. Like, it's really fun. And I feel like actually every Halloween when I have to do, like, my makeup as someone else, I learn something new about yes. makeup. And I actually, for the first time, I did, like, black eyeshadow to be Moira. And I kind of liked how it looked when mm-hmm. I took my wig off later. And, like, I feel like now I'll be experimenting with darker eyeshadows thanks to the power of Moira Rose. That's, she's, she's so powerful. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like there's really two types of girls on Halloween. Like, girls who just like wear so much makeup feathers like with no real like costume costume it's just like sexy angel like yeah. it's just like arbitrary like sexiness where it's like or you go like balls to the wall like you put on a bald cap and like you don't care if you look sexy you just like want to nail the costume and that's yeah. me and I think what a Halloween costume means in 2020 and like last year too is really transforming because now like it's so much about getting the picture that looks like a picture that you're resembling and then you just like post the two photos mm-hmm. or like doing a TikTok like impersonation. So like now it's not enough just to have a costume and go to a party. Like you have to like create a short feature yep. film, like a, a, a stylized photo in the same vein of your character. This like, is what they're saying on The Social Dilemma. Like, no, I, but I think that that is actually like ultimately a good thing like where everyone's being more creative like the creative juices are flowing yeah I saw like a lot of cool content on my feed and it was actually great for COVID time so I think a lot of people did dress up to take pictures and, and sit in their and house videos. I mean that's what I did yeah and I had a great time doing it of course it's actually better yeah so it was good for this year but in general I just think it's a cool thing that people are doing um so yes yeah, so also on Friday night I dressed up as an author Oh. Yeah, it was really powerful. But you didn't have to wear anything, did you? No, I didn't because I am an author. My book comes out January 26, 2021. If you'd like to pre-order it uh, as an ebook, a regular hardcover book, an audiobook, girlwithnojob.com slash book, or you can just go to my Instagram, girlwithnojob, and check it out. All the pre-order links are now available, so now if you want to pre-order my audiobook on Audible or on Google Play, it is available. Also, if you want to support local bookstores, which I feel like in these unprecedented times, we should all be supporting local bookstores, my book is available at tons of indie bookstores, and you can check it out at girlwithnojob.com slash book. 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 Um, so yes, hope everyone had a happy Halloween. Yeah, it was a very, I had a great weekend because it was my first weekend home with my little man, Bruno. Mm-hmm. And he is just like the most special thing in the world. And actually daylight savings, um, thank you to the farmers. It worked perfectly for me this year because I ignored the extra hour yesterday and I took it this morning. And now I have to get up and hour earlier to do all the things I need to do and make sure Bruno is all good to go. So I just incorporated it into this morning. And I think actually I'm this might, this growing pain of having to get up earlier, just, I might've just avoided it it completely with daylight savings. Well, at first I was like so lit up about daylight savings, like an extra hour. And I woke up at nine 45, which was really 10 45. I felt so well rested. And then by last night, like it was, I was waiting for a real house as a Potomac to start and I could not keep my eyes open. Like I felt so dramatic. You know, when people like go to Dallas and they're like an hour time and they're like, I'm so jet lagged. It's like relaxed. You need to go to Europe. But like, that was me last night. Like the one hour just fucking killed me. Yeah. It was, it was a trippy sort of day and it was raining. And you know, what's so interesting ever since I've gotten Bruno, it has rained every, every single, single day. day. And it reminds me of that Bruno Mars song. Every day it will rain, rain, rain. By the way, that is that Bruno's namesake? 
Yes. Bruno Mars. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense oh, that for you. Is, oh, by the way, and in, in a, for a lot of reasons, we named him Bruno, but uh, one of the biggest ones is that Zach and I's favorite artist is yeah. Bruno Mars. He's a classic talent. Oh, whoa, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I just stay here? Spend the rest of my days here. Bruno Mars is like truly like a world-renowned talent. Yeah. And it's been three million years since he got released new music and I like I just think it's time no I think it's time too and and because it's been so long that makes me feel like it's coming yeah I also feel like he went so hard like balls to the wall on the most recent album like won all the Grammys went on two tours I saw him twice at Barclays Center like a year apart like he went so hard like he needs a break yeah and normalize taking breaks and I think that he is taking that break and so I'm happy for him I'm happy for my little Bruno like yesterday was raining and he and I took a nap in bed together and it was just so beautiful and it makes picking up all that poop just so much worth like it. Like nothing. Yeah. It's like nothing, It's really. nothing. Water off a duck's back. <laughs> exactly. Duty off of Bruno's butthole. Um, we have a great show for you guys today. Of course, we have the Fast Five we Stories. Do. I had like some more anecdotes I wanted to share oh, about I'm my Oh, I'm so weekend, sorry. Because I watched a lot of stuff. Well, that's what I was just about to say, is in our TV recap segment, we will, of course, be recapping because it's Monday, Real Housewives of Potomac, but Jackie and I both finished The Queen's Gambit on Netflix, and I just need to discuss. And I watched, yes, need to discuss, I watched... American Murder, Family Next Door. Yeah. Have you watched that, Chris no. Watts? You guys. Disturbing. I'll, I'll recap. So disturbing. And I also watched The Holiday with Emma Roberts. Oh, okay. I've been curious um, to hear. It's like... It has a lot of steam. Like, Does people are it? talking about it. I haven't seen any of the steam, and I, I won't recap it because you'll watch it, but I just want to say it was so good and cute, and oh. she is just so funny. Yeah. And... I, I love her, and I probably laughed out loud three or four times. Wow. And that is the mark of a good movie. It was really cute. I mean, it's not going to change your life or anything, but if you're just looking, it's really long, so I don't know if you can handle Ugh. it. Like, I thought I was in the middle, and then I still had an hour left. Oof. Yeah, it's like an hour 40. So, Eek. but ah. I just, <laughs> I feel like every, even if the script wasn't good, I wouldn't have known, because everything she does, like, she's just like. Stellar. Stellar. Yeah, I agree. And I thought it was really cute. So oh, love, 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 love. If you to were hear on that. the fence, definitely go for it. You know, actually, you know, because it's now November first, we're officially in holiday season. But it's also not just a Christmas movie. It's a year round. Well, I was really like almost feeling compelled to per- turn on the Hallmark channel last night because and actually like the you could tell, like the air is different, especially here in New York. Like it's definitely holiday season. And I actually have been like really feeling like I want to move apartments just because like I want to have like a holiday. Like my I don't know, my my apartment is not giving me holiday vibes. Do you know what that you could, means? Yeah, I mean, there's a few things, easy things you could do to give it the holiday vibe. Candles. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, like, dramatic to, like, move for a holiday right. vibe. Right, like, why don't you at least attempt to get the holiday vibe? Like, I think I need a Christmas tree. And I know we, like, always talk about how Jews who have Christmas trees are such frauds. Um, and I stand by that statement, but, like, I really understand those people because, like, I really want to be one. Yeah, no, I think you can have everything but a Christmas tree. It's just, like, where... It's the only one I want. What about a wreath? Is that, like, so, like... Not Jewish, not Jewish. Yeah. Okay. So what? A candle. What else? Um, like you could have scented candles, like whichever Christmas Great. scents you love the most. Maybe a little mistletoe. Uh, um, garland. garland. You could oh, also garland. Like, but I don't put, have a mantle or anything. Put up lights, fairy lights. Love that. Yeah, I, it's just like a little. And Hanukkah is the festival of lights. I would, I would go with the lights motif. Oh, maybe I'll go like hard to the like with the with the Hanukkah designs. A little gelt. Yeah. Dreidel, 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 I made you out of tips. All right. Well, it's just like, it's that seasonal depression for Jewish people. Like, it's coming up, you know? That's why we have to go hard with what we do have. And that's what I always strive to do. Yeah, that's a really good attitude. I just feel like in these unprecedented times, like, I'm so unmotivated to do, like, anything. Like, my work, my hobbies. Like, I can barely watch TV. I'm just so unmotivated. So when it comes to, like, holiday decor, I'm just, like, real. It's, like, so low on my list. I think if you prioritized it, it would pay off in droves. Maybe. Get some I'll, nice candles. I'll get to you Amazon. I have a lot of candles in my house. I'm going to bring some tomorrow. Okay. Are you I coming like, over tomorrow? No, I'll bring them here. Oh, okay. Fabulous. And Because I have a lot of like spare candles, and I could spare a candle to a friend. Yeah. I also think like I have truly been hibernating in my bedroom specifically. You got to switch it up. Move to the living room. I, I think I need to start investing in my living room. Like It's so unhealthy to literally get into bed at 
when we get home from the toast, it's like one o'clock and literally like not leave till the next morning. Like, and don't get me wrong. I'm so productive. I literally wrote my whole book from my bed, but like, I, I think like my mental health is like so severely declining. Like I think I need to move into the living room. Wow. You know, what's crazy. It literally took you like nine months of quarantine to get to this state. No, my threshold is really high. Your threshold is really high. Cause and remember when we did the all steens on deck zoom and we were like, who's suffering the most? And everyone was like, Jackie. Yeah. I was like, I had no idea, but you would be, you would have been like the last one. Yeah. So to hear you get to this point, like that's really sad. And I do think it, it has to do with the weather. Yes. And the fact that like there is another lockdown like looming. Don't say it. Also, every time I say like how long we've been in quarantine, I just like, I'm like, it's been 12 years. It's been 30 years. No, totally. Like I keep like exaggerating. No, like now that it's November 1st, it's nine months. I don't know if that's true, but that's how it goes in my head. My living room also still has a fire stick because I never sit in there and I don't give a shit about it. So I just don't really, I can't really hang out in there until I get another Apple TV. It's like so toxic with the fire stick. Oh, so toxic. And like the delayed remote, it's just like it's living in another century. Like my bedroom is a 21st century Xenon and my living room is like truly colonial times. Damn. Well, that's another thing you could do to turn I your frown Maybe I should down. like redecorate. Okay. Like, because we've all been living in our houses for so long and everyone on TikTok is doing like DIY, like new furniture. And I think that like, I need to redecorate. I think that would be like fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm moving, which is why I'm not in the same boat as you. Otherwise I would be like, what can I do? I'm going to paint my walls. But since I'm moving soon, I am looking forward to like a literal change of scenery. Ugh, see, I think that's, I'm just that's craving a change. That's why you're saying you want to move. And Olivia just moved. You're moving. Like I'm jealous of like everyone moving and like I'm still staying in my bed. Yeah. But you also have a great apartment. And, and I love my apartment. I think if I moved, like it would be so hasty. It would be the extremely hasty move and I would regret it. Yeah. I think you would come to regret it as well. Okay. So I'll just like. I'll spruce it up. Yeah, I think we could do some really fun stuff. You guys, like, spam her with, like, Etsy Ideas. stuff. And I'm thinking maybe, like, of a, a wallpaper moment. Love it. Is that it. crazy? No, I think that's so exciting. What kind of wall? Uh, kind of like this, but, like, also, I love the whole vibe of, like, one wall having wallpaper and, like, the rest being white, you do know? Do it. Okay. I love that. Okay, Jackie approves. I think that's so exciting. You know who else would enjoy that? The little yeah, man. I mean, he's the big man now because I have a little man at home. And now seeing him come in here, he's like a huge. lion. He's a Labrador, like a huge fucking golden retriever. A hundred percent. Um. So now do you think? So now I do think it's time now that I got that all off my chest. Um. It is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> and I'm thrilled, humbled, and honored. T-H-H. Thrilled, humbled, and honored to let everyone know that today's episode is brought to you by probably, I'm going to say it, my favorite sponsor, TheraBreath. Oh, it's winning. I mean, we literally keep a pack of their gum right behind our little flower pot if you're watching on YouTube because it is like a, their whole mission is to just help get rid of bad breath. And as someone who not only suffers from toxic breath, but also has a very special nose and can smell it on other people before other people can smell it. Um, it's really interesting that I have these powers. I'm so like living for the power of TheraBreath, the world's fastest growing oral healthcare solution, because it really works. Their products aren't just effective. They're clean and ethical too. all of their products. So they make mouthwash, mints, gum. I've been using all of them. I bring them all home. I mean, we have a ton at the studio, but I brought them all home because Ben also suffers from the breath. Um, they're all kosher, vegan, and gluten-free, and we keep a kosher household, which is fabulous. Um, none of their oral rins- rinses are tested on animals, so Theo approves, and they're all made in the USA with the most ethically sourced ingredients. All TheraBreath products are alcohol-free, so the mouthwash has no burn, and none of the products contain artificial flavors or colors. So they have the... F- Fresh, uh, they are able to help fresh breath. They're able to help bleeding gums and gingivitis. They help anti-activity and teeth straightening and improvement. And they help dry mouth, which I also am a sufferer of dry mouth. And there's truly nothing worse than like licking your lips 400 times a day. Um, and TheraBreath just helps with it all. They're sold everywhere at Target, Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid. So wherever you're listening from, you should be able to get some TheraBreath. And you can find their products on Amazon, where they have close to 40,000 reviews, and a majority of them are five-star ratings. Can't relate. TheraBreath is a social media giant, and they've been dubbed the TikTok mouthwash because they've gone viral multiple times and generated over 30 million views on their tagged videos. So if you're looking to um, just take care of your breath and maybe your partner's breath, it's holiday season, maybe subtly give the gift of TheraBreath, be sure to send someone with bad breath or yourself over to therabreath.com slash toast. That's T-H-E-R-A breath.com slash toast. And if you want 25% off on your order from the website, you can use code ATOST, A-T-O-S-T, at therabreath.com slash toast. Therabreath is like therapy for your breath. 
Love it. Sign on. Get better breath. Please, for Be the sake of us. to the ones around you. Yeah. And for yourself. Like, yes. my breath makes me sick sometimes. Me too. Nauseous. First story, Halloween 2020, the best celeb costumes. Let's go through the biggest and the best. I, and then we'll talk about our favorites. I mean, my winner was The weekend as The Nutty Professor. Oh, Just absolutely amazing, brilliant. Amazing. Also, Kelsey Ballerini as a Karen. Karen Ballerini. I guess she made a video that was like so cute and funny with like real comedic chops. Yeah. One of my favorites. Like okay. really made me laugh. But we have Kylie as um, a King Cobra Snake. It's like a full Mugler outfit. Yeah. See, Kylie's one of the girls who just like goes for like an arbitrary costume, like looking the most sexy as she can. And I thought she looked great. But my favorites are always going to be something like a little bit more like pop culture oriented. Topical. Topical or just like more specific than like a snake. Yeah. She was also the Power Rangers with her group of friends. Cute. Very cute. Do you still think she's pregnant? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm honestly more convinced than ever because people keep sending me like she did the James Charles video. They're like, she's drinking. And it's like, how do you know that, first of all? And people on social media are always like pretending not to be pregnant and like drinking alcohol to like trick everyone. So I'm just, I'm more convinced than ever. Just, just know I haven't let up on my conspiracy theory. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Haley Bieber, Dressed as uh, R- Nurse Ratch. You've seen the show on Netflix. Oh, Ratched. Ratched. Yeah, she yeah, did a great okay. job. Yeah, no, but it's like not that popular of a show. Right, I agree. That'd be like dressing up as um, Beth Harmon like right now. Yeah, it's just like it's a little too niche. It's a little too soon. Kim Kardashian dressed as Carol Baskin and Food God was Joe Exotic and the babies were tigers. And I'm not going to lie, like I thought it was a little disappointing of a costume. Of course. By the way, they did it very well. A lot of people did it. Tana Mojo and Jake Paul also did it. Honestly, they did a good job too. And I forgot to say, when people were guessing our costumes, like everyone thought we were going to be Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin. And honestly, that... Not to be like mean, but that idea lacks so much originality to and me, creativity. It's like the most basic costume idea of 2020. Like there's nothing wrong with it, but it's like what I think everyone would think of first. Right. It's just too basic and too like easy... Too many people guessed it. So, like, for Kim, who goes all out every year, like, when she was Selena and then Sunny and Cher. Legally Blonde. Yeah, I was just like, really? Like, this is it? Okay. Like, it was just yeah. like, meh. Um, Kendall dressed as, like, Pamela Anderson. From, like, an iconic photo shoot. Which I wasn't familiar with, but I thought the look was amazing. Oh, the brows. The brows. She should, like, keep them. She went all out with the brows. I thought she looked great. I mean, she is not having a good week weekend because she is under some fire from people on social media for throwing up she had a is it her birthday yeah Yeah. it's her birthday birthday halloween party like about 100 people um and like the uh i guess they had passed around flyers at the party saying like please don't post on social media like take all the pictures you want but don't post and like the party was posted everywhere because it was like star started the weekend was there justin bieber was there all of her sisters were there kylie was the one like posting the most and like kendall was posing for all these pictures so it was like confusing like did you want people not to be on social media or did you yeah jaden smith was also there and he's um getting a lot of shit because people think he dressed as a covid patient but it turned out i, I read somewhere that it, he was dressed as uh someone's character from this new movie tenant tenant oh i don't know i don't know um, also, Sweetie was there. She looked amazing. Oh, my God. She fucking killed. Did you see also Sweetie two nights ago dressed up as RuPaul? Just for a yes, photo shoot? Yes, yes, Oh, my God. She looked amazing. Amazing. Also, um, Christine Quinn dressed as Christina Aguilera. That's always an amazing costume when it's done well. Dirty. The, the dirty era. And I thought she hit it out of the park. Me too. Christina Aguilera herself dressed as an alien. Cute. Arbitrary. Yeah, arbitrary. Christian Siriano dressed as Sia. Really, Cute. really good. I love when celebrities dress as other celebrities. Like Sierra dressed as Cardi B. Um, and she recreated like her iconic uh, album cover. And she dressed as two other artists who I can't remember right now. Like but Lil Nas dressed as um, Nicki, Nicki Minaj. Minaj. So good. So good. See, a lot, a lot of celebrities pretty much just like dressed up and did photo shoots and like didn't go anywhere. That's what like Lil Nas did. And that's what Sierra did. Or if they went somewhere, like we're just not privy to it. Right, right, right. Um, and then also, or they like took their kids trick or treating or whatever. Right. Speaking of Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Ray- Wade were, um, s'mores. So they, cute. So cute. And Gabrielle Union, um, did like a whole collage on her Instagram. I have to say following Gabrielle Union on Instagram is like, I can't recommend it enough. It's just, it's so like her content is so diverse. Like it's bring it on. And it's, it's just like a million things. And she did a collage of like all the girls who dressed up as bring it on. And like how much it means to her. Like, like this movie still means so much to people. And she dressed up as the Clovers last year. Um, and it's just, it's the best. Like the fact that she embraces like her Clovers um, role so proudly is like the best thing ever. Wow. That's really sweet. Um, so those were some of my highlights. Anyone else that you saw that you wanted to share? Who do you think was best dress? Uh, J-Lo and A-Rod dressed as Madonna, and I think that's who that is. It was okay. I mean, 
like I said, for me, I go for like the the concept more than like the sexiness. Yeah, no, the concept plus the execution. Yeah, so really, honestly, like the weekend, one Halloween for me. Yeah, it I was, agree. He was a nutty professor, and I we used to love those movies, and he looked just like Eddie Murphy, and it was such a unique idea. Like, I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that, and I love a pop culture moment. So all of those things wrapped up, I think he was my winner. What about you? I, I, I'm going to agree with you. Execution plus idea, A plus. Yeah, and he looked great. Like, the pictures were good, and then he was, like, walking around, like, his party, like, dressed as the Nutty Professor. It was hilarious. Really good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm glad everyone had fun with it. Ha- and had a, had a good, safe time. Happy Halloween, everyone. Yes. Um, it's just like such a bummer. Halloween was on a Saturday. That was like the meme of 2020. Like Halloween's going to be on a Saturday night. Like all the other holidays are like on the perfect days Mm -hmm. and like we couldn't even celebrate. Yeah. Well, I feel like everyone made Made the most of their situations because to be honest, like staying at home with a few friends, like that is not my idea of a bad time. Like that's fabulous. Me neither. Like, and for me, like getting dressed up and then taking like some cute pictures and content and then like the Shapiro's came over, like such a great night. Happy Halloween to me. And I I feel like the people who like really like missed out the most are like kids in college because like that's so fun when you're in college. Um, So like that sucks for them. Yeah. Okay, next story. Speaking of our Halloween costumes, this is actually really crazy. Not confirmed, but the royal biographer says that Queen Elizabeth will pass the throne to Charles next year. The eldest son of Queen Elizabeth would ascend to the throne in just six months if his mother steps down on her next birthday, as the royal biographer predicts. He said, I still firmly believe that when the queen becomes 95, that she will step down. Elizabeth marks another year on April 21st. She was all of 27 when she was crowned in 1952 on the death of her father. Charles turned 72 in two weeks. First of all, like... What a legacy, like, for Queen Elizabeth. She was queen when she was 27. Longest reigning monarch. How old is she now? 94. Wow. And do most monarchs give up the throne or just die? Die. Got it. And she would intentionally give it she up? Would, yeah. She would, like, This is retire. what he's predicting. This is what he's predicting, and for, he's the royal biographer, so I guess his prediction holds some weight. Yeah. I mean, it's just also crazy to me that Prince Charles would become king when he's 72 it's like you're so old like what's the point yeah um and i totally am like a supporter of them just like skipping him because he seems like such a loser but i guess that's not how it works over in london um but i don't know something about this like uh, the queen she has done her duty like she is more than entitled to like resigning and like retiring and enjoying the rest of her life but she's so good at it like i feel like we should get as many years of qe as we can i agree and so i'm gonna go on the record and say I don't think this is going to happen. Me neither. I think she will serve out her reign. She's an amazing monarch. She's an institution. Why just because she turns a certain number does that mean that her, like, that she should or shouldn't be the queen? Yeah, and also I feel like what I gather from the crown is that, like, her priority is always, like, protecting the crown, protecting the monarchy. And I think she knows that, like, the best way to do that is to if Charles is going to be a king, like, give him the least amount of time that he possibly can. And as long as she's queen, like, the crown is safe and, like, she's the best at it. So, like, she knows, like, low-key she has to keep herself in the in the throne for as long as possible. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I, I mean, I hope this isn't true and I want to... I'm going to put it out there that I don't think this is going to happen. Especially maybe maybe that was going to happen at one point in time. But, like, with this year, like, she just lost out on a year of do, being queenie. Mm-hmm. Like, she needs another year. And, and the royal family has had so much, like tabloid drama in the last year two years that I feel like she's looking for some stability and that's not going to come from Charles I'm sorry another, and another shakeup isn't what they need right now they yeah. need a few good quiet years. years I agree and I think the way we do that is by QE just staying on and then William me did, did you see Gary Gennetti posted his show Prince George had like he posted Princess Charlotte is, is Sophie Turner by Sophie Turner. Yes. I haven't seen, did the show come out yet? No, I don't think so. Okay. Cause I'm so looking forward to it and I, and I pay for HBO max, but Me I haven't too. seen it yet. I love the casting being Sophie Turner for Charlotte. It's so good. So good. Excellent. Five stars to whosoever idea that was. Yeah. Agreed. And Gary is the voice of George. 
Yes. Got it. Okay. Very exciting. Very. I, we need to keep tabs on when that's coming out. Speaking of keeping tabs, The Crown comes out November 15th. Exciting oh, wow. the day after Charles's birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, that's so soon. It's already November. Oh, chilling. Chilling. My birthday's this week. Wow, I haven't mentioned it oh yet. Oh my God, you haven't. I know. I even did this little birthday manicure for myself. Hey. Um, so that's exciting. Can you believe that like- How old are you turning? I'm, I'm turning 21. <laughs> I'm excited to have my first sip of alcohol. <laughs> Um, can you believe that like, my, my birthday's in November and it's still going to be like a, a quarantine birthday? No, I know. And we were like literally thinking like, okay, Ben's was in April, probably be quarantined, but mine in July would never be. And like, and, here like, we are. Here we are. So that's exciting. Yeah. So you're going to tell us how old you're turning or no? Sure. I mean, I'm not ashamed of my age. I'm going to be 28. Oh, I thought you were going to be 29. That's fine. Okay, thanks. You're totally fine. Okay, thanks. Next story, some little young love news. Noah Centennial and Stoss. Stassi baby, hold hands while celebrating Halloween together. There have been rumors about them for a while. There were rumors that they got married and like eloped in Vegas, and then I never heard any follow-up to that. Yeah, but they're confirming that they are together. They stepped out. Stas, dressed as Chucky, held his hand as they walked into a party together. He appeared to be dressed up as one of her victims with a bloody slash across his T-shirt. Oh, that's very original. Like, so, like, it's so, I saw a TikTok about this because I redownloaded a TikTok to make my Moira video. And it's like the amount of effort and like glamour that women put into their Halloween costumes. It's like the men, you are unworthy. Just like showing up in a jersey. Yeah. It ain't right. It ain't right. But these two are together and. It's cute. I'm here for it. Well, so I don't even remember formally dealing with his breakup with Alexis Ren. I feel like maybe that just like fizzled out. Yeah, we didn't formally deal with it at we, all. There was no formal statement or like formality, formal and formalness. If, if there was, it wasn't formal enough for like us to report to on formally it. report on it. Yeah, in a formal sort of way. Right, and that formality is so necessary during these unprecedented times. But it seems as though these two are formally announcing that yeah. they're together. That's cute. No, I actually think this is a good like young Hollywood couple. Yeah, I think it's and it's like some, Noah Centennial like being on you know. In, in, in a close group of friends with Kylie, like that works for me. Yeah, and like it's like reality TV, young Hollywood, and like YA Netflix. movies, young Hollywood, like we're all hanging out. How do you pronounce his last name? Noah Centineo, even though I know it's Centineo. C- Centineo, but like I think like I like Noah Centineo. Me too. It works like, for me. That's how I like grew up, like not grew up, like the last two years, but like that's how I believed it was, and that's how it shall be. Yeah, no, I feel you. So happy for these cuties. Yeah, that's a cute couple. I actually really like that, like very good looking. Very good looking. Well, speaking of um, half of a cute couple, Megan Fox claims ex Brian Austin Green is so intoxicated with portraying her as an absent mother. This is shook worthy. Megan Fox took to the comment section of her ex Brian Austin Green's Halloween social media post to call him out about publicly sharing pictures of their child. She said she took notice of his post that featured their youngest son. She said, why does Journey have to be in this picture? It's not hard to crop them out or choose photos that they aren't in. I had a great Halloween with them yesterday. And yet notice how absent they are from my social media. I know you love your kids, but I don't know why you can't stop using them to posture via Instagram. You're so intoxicated with feeding the pervasive narrative that I'm an absent mother and you are the perennial, eternally dedicated dad of the year. You have them half the time. Congratulations, you are a truly a remarkable human. Why do you need the internet to echo back to you what should be inexhaustibly evident in the way your children love you? Okay, I just have to say, That's I'm so team Megan Fox here because, first of all, people um, all over social media, especially with Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly's relationship, are like, where are your kids? It's like she takes one picture with her boyfriend and everyone's like, oh, you're never with your kids. And it's like this narrative that's just been created about her. And I'm sure he's aware of it. And, I'm, and I know she's aware of it because it has to be hurtful for people to just be like saying shit like that, even though they have no clue what actually goes on in her life. And yes, in a lot of ways, like he definitely feeds into it and and there's so much we don't know. And he definitely, and if they have 50, 50 custody, like she's hanging out with her boyfriend, like, okay, the kids are with him. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And like, just because you post something on social media, like doesn't mean jack shit. Yeah. No, it's so frustrating and it must be really frustrating for her. And so I know a lot of people were like, is this the place to air your dirty laundry? But it's like, this is a part of being a celebrity and I'm sure Megan Fox over the last couple months has gotten like so many like DMs and comments and like just negativity about the fact that like it appears like she's not with her children when it's like, fuck off. They have a dad, first of all. Second of all, leave her alone. Like she's a mom. She knows what she's doing. Fuck off. Yeah. And instead of posting in his comments what you want her what she could have done is like taken to her Instagram and posted pictures of the kids but like why would she use kids as pawns right. in this situation and just instead like just publicly say to him we know what you're doing we know what you're doing I don't know I kind of lived for this I'm not gonna lie I didn't I didn't never really thought that about this like 
because I don't follow either of them. So like it's not on my radar, but I have mad respect for her doing this. And I loved what she said. And I, and I think that actually, you know what? Haters going to motherfucking hate. Yeah. I was watching this documentary, American Murder, and it's like the craziest, saddest, most tragic, senseless story. And somehow on social media, like this woman and her two girls were murdered by their husband. And on social media, like they were talking shit about the woman. What? Like after she had died, like based on stuff she had posted on her Facebook and stuff. Oh my God, I can't. I was in shock. That's crazy. Crazy. So just when you think like there's nothing negative someone could say about something, it's like, no, 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 they're there and they'll say it. Of course. No, people are the fucking worst. And like, especially when it comes to parenting, like every like... I hate to use the word Karen because it's like so overused, but like that's exactly what they are. Like, why don't you focus and fix your hair and uh, stop worrying about other people's lives, okay? Yeah. I just can't with everyone. Like, I've gotten so like triggered by people, like not even on my comment section, but like on other people's comments. Like over the weekend, um, I guess Brittany Cartwright dressed up as the Grinch and she looks so cute because she's like pregnant and he had that like belly. belly. And it was such a cute original costume. And I guess she I guess she got like so much hate why? for her body. And, like, she's fucking pregnant. and like body shaming? Yeah. And, like, that she didn't look right for 16 weeks. And she, like, had to put up this whole thing on her Instagram yesterday. And, like, I got so mad on her behalf. I, like, was literally writing her a message in all caps. I'm just, like, so sensitive now. It's, like, if somebody literally comments, like, all right, maybe it's not the nicest, but it's, like, you didn't do this. Like, like it's not, I'm so, I'm, like, what the fuck did you just say? Like, we all collectively, we need to start minding our own goddamn business. Like, it is so imperative to our health, our safety, and the safety of our country that everybody just minds their own goddamn business. Like, it's so important. And honestly, if you cannot mind your own business, which I understand some people cannot, like, you must throw your phone in a river and just, like, move to an island because you are un- you're undeserving of having a cell phone and access to social media. I think that's so on point. It's so just- on point. We have reached peak public shaming yep and we've got to come back down we, we just like in i can't say it in any other words like we have got to start minding our own business yeah got got to unless you have something nice to say you know but you don't but you don't you so don't. fuck off yeah just shut the fuck up already my god everyone's so tired of hearing you well fifth and final story i think is some news that will cheer you up oh because taylor swift fans including Claudia yes. ashray are celebrating as the singer is now free to re-record her original music no it's like november 1st rolls around and everyone's like yeah it's holiday season and like november 1st rolls around for and me the i'm Swifties like these are like re-recording season beginning november 1st taylor swift can now legally re-record new versions of her first five albums which scooter braun gained ownership of last year following his 300 million dollar deal with big machine label group after news of the acquisition broke in june 2019 swift received support when she she publicly called him out and Scott Borchetta. However, it was said that she was allowed to re-record her music in November 2020, and her fans are celebrating accordingly on social media and even got Taylor's free to begin trending on Twitter. No, it's so fabulous. Like, one, because I'm happy for Taylor and, like, her financials, like, she'll be able to, like, re-record. But for me, it's, like, so many of my favorite, favorite, favorite Taylor Swift songs are, like, super early songs before she was really big. And, like, they're kind of old now, like, 15 years. And it's, like, the production is, like, maybe not as, you know, keeping up with the times. And for me, I'm just, like, really, look. and she does so many different renditions. Like, some of my favorite songs, like, Out of the Woods, when it first came out I'm like oh my god love you Taylor but like this song is like actually trash and then she like re um structured it and she did this tour version that like I ascend to heaven when I hear it like it's so powerful and first of all that's just the power of Taylor Swift and second of all like that version is so good and it's never been properly recorded like I would love to hear that version I would love to hear like a whole um version of her uh, her holy ground uh not remix but she does like a new version of it and it's just so different and like there's her songs are just so like simple that like they can be made into anything yeah because they're all just written on a guitar and then they're made into like a pop song they're made into a country song they're made into a dance song so like there's just so many possibilities and like as a Swifty I'm just I'm truly overjoyed it's a season of joy so do you think she's gonna re-record all five or choose like the greatest from the five and put together like a reimagined right. early era album it seems like it would be easier for her to do like a greatest hits because like some of the songs, like, I mean, they're all amazing, but some of them are just aren't, aren't as popular. I would love for her to do, like, album by album re-record, because then we get, like, five new albums. But I do think it would make more sense for her time, even though we have so much time these days. Like, yeah. But if she did, like, a 20-song greatest hits, like, from her first five albums, like, the most popular, the most iconic. Like, reimagined. Um, reimagined. And then also, it's, like, so many of her songs that, like, she, like, her fans love so much, like, All Too Well is, like, a fan favorite. She doesn't own that master, and I feel like since she's lost her masters, she hasn't been playing it that much because she doesn't want to 
give money to the people who she feels stole from her. So there's also so many iconic songs that don't need to be reimagined, but need, need to be re-recorded so she can start playing them again and yeah. she can own them. Yeah, I agree with that. So like just like like her number ones, like Love Story, you know? Right. No, it's so sad. Like Blank Space. Like those are the songs that like made her career. And now but it's like... Blank Space isn't one of the first five, is it? Yeah. Shake It Off. Yeah. I mean, what's it? 1989. No, it went... She only started... She only owns Lover and um, Folklore. No, but she, her first one was Taylor Swift, then uh, Fearless, Speak Now, Red. I guess it's six albums. Sorry, it's six. Okay. It's, yes, so it's she, uh, so Taylor I, Swift debut, It's all Fearless. of the other albums. It's not like like just some of them? It's everything except for Lover and Folklore. Okay. Oh, uh, I, no, Reputation was not Scott Borchetta? She can't do it, though. It's not ready yet. Like, oh, it's just the first five. Got it. Okay, it's and not I'm ready not, yet. Uh, is 1989 TS5? Yes. Okay, so that's it. 1989 is truly, like, if you're ever looking, like, oh, you realize, like, you hated Taylor Swift just because it's, like, internalized misogyny, and, like, you just think, like, you think it was cool because you were, like, like a follower, and now you're like, oh, it's not cool to, like, to hate Taylor Swift. It's not a personality trait, and, like, you're on this journey. I really implore you to take a dive into 1989. I think it's one of the best pop albums of all time. It's so brilliant, and the deluxe songs are, like, even better. It's just, an, and then watch the concert DVD. It's just spectacular. Ooh, that's a treat. I, think I watched it actually last week. In celebration today, I'll do a Peloton scenic ride with my um, Taylor Swift best of Taylor oh, playlist on so Shuffle. Nice. Yeah, it's a really, it, it's on my Spotify, the playlist. It's just like some of her, my, all of her best songs, like no skips. Mm. And I'll just do a scenic ride to it and I let the song dictate my pace. It's so exciting. Like, I, I feel her like- music's not on Peloton. Really? Yeah. Oh, also, I never shared with this group, but I actually hit my 100th Peloton ride, which I know, like, you don't really care about, but Mm -hmm. I just think it's an interesting factoid. About coronavirus. I got my Peloton two weeks into quarantine, so I've done 100 cycling rides. I think I've done, like, 30 strength rides. That's crazy. Yeah, and I get a free t-shirt, so that's exciting. Wow, that is exciting. And if you're a Peloton toaster, use the hashtag Pelotoasters so when we're all riding, we can see each other. I heard we we were trending. I heard we were trending. We were trending. The Peloton communities. It's strong. It's strong. Um, But yeah, so it's just like an amazing time to be a Taylor Swift fan, and again, I can't recommend enough that like you drop the internalized misogyny and just like figure out... um, like where to start where to start because there's there's so much and now there's about to be more so it's like are we getting one big album are we getting five new ones I don't fucking know I'm team I don't know this isn't a prediction it's just like my personal preference I'm team one big one me too I just think it's like a lot of work for her um, when at the end of the day there's probably what do you think is the most amount of songs you could put on an album is there like a limit no not with streaming right so I would do like a 25 album song 25 song album. But she likes to put out the album, so I'm sure yeah. on a CD there might be a limit. Do you think she's like already started? Yes, that's what I was going to say. Like, yes, it would take time, but I'm sure she's been, like, she has all of these. She probably has a studio in her house. sit in the booth and just has all these other versions of songs. Yeah. But, and she has like all, I, she definitely has like a full blown studio. I, where do you think she's quarantined? She has so many houses. If you were her, where would you be? Nashville. She, oh, no, she has a condo. Oh, no. Yeah, never mind. I think. Maybe she's uh. a house too, but she also has like a huge ass condo. Condo. Okay. I think would I would be, be in Rhode York? Island. Oh yeah. But she also has an amazing house in LA. Oh. I would not be in New York, even though she has a sickening house in New York, and I feel like that's like her, maybe her favorite home. Do you think she has a studio in her New York house? No, because then she'd run into these problems. Right. She got a little wing wing on her I, new song. But like, if I could think of like the perfect place to be quarantined, like Rhode it would Island. be Rhode Island. Yeah. It's so secluded. She loves that house, and it's. Powerful. Like, yeah, we went there just to see what it was all about, and it was worth it. We lived through 14 days for three. Yeah, Newport, even though she's not in Newport, she's in Watch something. It's so... So stunning. I actually wore this sweater there. It has some new, It has some Rhode Island air on it. Yeah, like if I, I feel like if I needed to write a powerful ballad, like I would just drive up the coast, sit at the beach, and it would just all come to me. Would you ride up on the afternoon train? And, yeah. And it's sunny? And I would fly in all my bitch pack friends from the city. That's me, bitch. Hey. Where are we going? Um, all right, so those were the Fast Five stories, and I definitely feel as though you needed to know them. You did. It was a big weekend, like, for celebs, doing yeah. their celeb thangs, and now you know what they were up to. Um, let's talk about TV recap. I really need to talk about The Queen's Gambit. Like, I... It was only seven episodes, and I feel like I could have watched it in a day, but I was enjoying it so much. Like, I, I limited myself to, like, one or two episodes over the course of a week. Me, too. We kept on saying it was, like, a treat just to, like, sit down and treat myself. And it really ended up being much more different than I thought it would be because at first I was, like, loving Beth, and then towards the end I'm like, you bitch. Like, yeah. you idiot. Like, so gifted and, like, just kept making 
fucking bad choices. Like, and she really lost me as like a fan when Mr. Scheibel died, which was so sad. And we found out that she never paid him back the $10. I ha- I didn't even pick up on that. I don't know how I missed it until you told me that she never paid him back. And I just assumed that she did. And like, I'm so upset by that. And I'm also so upset that like, she never went back while mm-hmm. he was alive just to be like, thank, thank you. you. Thank or, you for the $10. Thank you for teaching me chess. And like, you, it was clear, like when he, you saw that collage, ugh. that he was so proud of her and like so invested in her career. And I like, honestly, like he, I could cry. Like it was so sad. Like when she pulled up to that school and there was that whole cork board and not even, she didn't have to go back and visit him. She never even fucking called him. She wrote him once when she needed the $5 to enter the thing. She never paid him back. And then she never even turned back to say, thank you for the money. Thank you for teaching me. Like it's so upsetting. And I know it's a fictional story because Beth Harmon was not a real player. I looked it up. Yeah. But like, I'm still mad because still Mr. Mad. Scheibel deserved more. Yeah. And he was a Beth Harmon stan. And, and even if she didn't want to say thank you or pay him back, like he deserved to see her like thriving it's so upsetting and like and she weaseled her and way and they think that giving him a mention in the press posthumously is like, gonna help is gonna make up for all the shit no and I was really like like down on Beth but then when Jolene showed up and like saved her I was so grateful because I missed Jolene from the orphanage and she had her life together unlike Beth and she loaned her the money even though she'd been saving up for law school which really upset me really upset me like for years Beth was just like making money spending it on all of these clothes, clothes redesigning the house buying a house some of them the clothes Yes, they were investments like that white coat at the end, sickening the house down. I can't and I shan't. But like she was literally just like farting money for so many years. And then the only way and she literally denied the Christian. Right. That's the thing. Just because she couldn't declare her. But she's fine to take it from a friend who's been working so hard to save up for something that's so important to her. Yeah. And we know that since she won in Moscow that she will be paying. Yeah, of course. Hopefully. Well, she didn't pay Mr. Scheibel back $10. How do we know she's going to pay Jolene back $3,000? Right. But it just was like really upsetting that that's how she had to get the money. Yeah. I wanted the story like to be real so badly because now it's just like okay what was the point but um I just loved learning about the world of chess yeah it was really interesting we actually know how to play chess so mm-hmm. like it was, I felt like I had a leg up on watching it because I understood what they were saying but to me it's like you're just like when we used to play it was just like you're moving pieces hope right. waiting for it to be over no and I think that like when you become like a grandmaster it's like when you were a kid like you you totally like get like the whole like we used to play as kids we used to take lessons as kids and like I never really like cared or like got the point yeah and I never saw like we were the big just, picture like, not smart enough right and so like I feel like when she learned and she like literally learned how to play just like by watching and then like looking up and taking drugs and like oh my god the, the scene where she cra- broke into the infirmary in the school and was like shoving those green pills. That was insane. Insane. They were drugging the campers. At first when I turned it on, I was like, what, what the fuck? What is going on? Like they're drugging campers. This is too much for me. And I didn't really know what the show was going to be about. And it was going to be like, you know, the whole trajectory of her. I guess it started in Paris, which another major disappointment where she completely botches oh. the match against Borgov when she's in Paris because, like, she goes hungover. for a drink. Hungover. And that girl totally sabotaged her. Cleo. It, that was just really disappointing. Yeah, and the other thing that really bothered me is that, like, she was kind of, like, just a shitty friend to everyone. And all these people, like, Henry and Billy, they all looked out for her. And, like, the chess community in Kentucky, like, they just towns... They just cared about her, even though she was, like, the worst fucking friend, never answered the phone or opened the door. And then, like, the morning of her competition, like, she wakes up and they're all together on the phone giving her all the plays. And and it's like, you didn't deserve that type of friendship from those people because you were a horrible friend to them. Yes, but in her defense, like, the trauma that she had gone through in her life, yes. you know, isn't conducive for her to being a team player. Yes. Um, and so when they did all show up for her and all of those guys got together, like, I think she realized in this moment, oh, I do have a family yeah no I know oh speaking of family also her mom her uh, the one her adopted her adopted mom mom was just a hero like a hero I was worried at first and I said on the show I was like hopefully she doesn't steal from her but eventually like they she was so weird at first like with the piano and we're like is she a good person like is she looking out for Beth's and best she, interest like, took her to the store to shop and just like wouldn't let her buy the chess thing yeah it was bizarre but, but then she turned into a true supporter a great team and it was nice that Beth had someone in her corner yeah and and then when she passed away it was just devastating it was really sad it was a really good show if you guys haven't watched it definitely watch it it's there's nothing not to like and the fashion oh my god sickening so so good it gets better every episode like as Beth becomes more mm, herself rich. and like earns more money and like her the last scene her outfit like 
my I my jaw hit the floor. Oh, it's and so then good. there was this just wonderful message at the end that it was like we're all just people and we all just love chess. And yes, you live in Russia, but like we're all because this was like at a. The 60s, it was like heightened political times between Russia and America, and she had to go with the security guard, and she couldn't go anywhere without the security guard. And then she just walks through the park, and all these guys just love chess, and they love her, and it was like, we're all just people. Right. It was beautiful. It was a great message of unity during these divisive times. Yes. It was really, really good. A really well done show. That actress is spectacular. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you ever see the movie Thoroughbreds? No. She was in it. I looked her up after because I was like, who is this fabulous girl? Well, Billy, the friend, is from Game of Thrones. And he's the voice of Phineas and Ferb. Ferb. And he is the little kid from Love Love Actually. Actually, The one who was like the cutest kid. Remember how last week I made an announcement on the show that I'm the girl who's never seen The Big Lebowski? Yeah. I am also the girl who's never seen Love Actually, which is crazy. Yeah, and I actually think you would like it. No, I know. But at this point, I just like that it's like a thing about me that I've never seen it. And I'm like, and I'm so invested in pop culture and like I know everything about it, but like I'm just too good for love actually you know yeah and I feel like for you it makes you feel young because it's kind of like an old movie you are just so smart yeah you're like I'm too young to have seen that you know I was just like a bebe (laughs) um so yes Queen's Gambit I would give it five out of five like just highly recommend during these unprecedented times you need something that's gonna take you to another world well done it's all of those things yeah um and then Real Housewives of Potomac was on last night and I just you know really I boarded the ship last week, and now we have set sail because I'm so in love with Karen Huger. And after the whole Wendy slithering thing, like she has just got me as a lifelong fan. And when Wendy sat her down and was like ready to tear her a new one about how she came for her education, I was like, "Ooh, this is a tough corner." Like that Karen's backed into, and then Karen just popped off. I literally was in my bed, like, "Yeah, go Karen." Well, there were two things going on this episode. One, it's that Giselle is the shadiest bitch alive. Like, I'm done. I'm I'm done done. because you want to know why she was being shady when she told Wendy that Karen called her a floozy freelancer, which she didn't. All she said was that she was a freelance correspondent for CNN. That's all she said. So she was stirring the pot there. Then she was stirring the pot going to Karen saying, Wendy said that you wanted your money back from Ray. When they replayed that clip, she was drunk and she was making a joke about wanting the money back. 100%. That was not serious. And then when they had Karen come to tea and Giselle was like, you know, I heard this from Wendy and I want to be there for Karen. It's clearly weighing on her. Like, I want to be a friend to her. So they sit down and have that conversation. And Karen then says about the conversation with Wendy and Giselle immediately goes to Wendy and like reenacts everything that Karen said. And it's like, what happened to wanting to be a friend to her? Yeah. Part of being a friend is just like, at, like absorbing information and conversations and not running and telling everyone. And then also with her like mean joke to Robin about her hat company being called embezzled when like she's going through this financial crisis. Like that was so obviously just shady. And I live for the shadiness, but you can't play every fucking side. Like you have to choose a few. Yeah. Not one, but like she was just being so obviously like a potster and she's really making like a fight between two powerful women and where, where they had some tension in the beginning, but it could have been resolved. Now it's like so much worse, literally because of Giselle. For sure. And at the end of the episode when Karen was like, yeah, I have this thing with Wendy, whatever, but I'm looking at you, Giselle. Like mm-hmm. I, like I know that it's the way that you said it to her. I was like, thank you. Like it, yeah. This isn't a, sure her and Wendy. Thank you for looking beyond. Yeah, her and Wendy need to like just figure this small thing out. But the bigger issue is that no one can trust Giselle. Not only will she tell everyone everything you say about anyone else, she will do it with a spin that makes it even more negative yep. and just causing strife in the group. And and I I just am not interested in that. Like, yeah, I agree. It's just petty and it. it it's not real drama. And. I, yeah, it, part of being a great cast member is like being a, a good friend to I someone agree. and like just being a trustworthy person and also being on a a side, whether yep. it's the right side or the wrong side, but just to like be in the middle and just make everyone around you like <laughs> feel like they are always going to have to defend themselves. Like, why would anyone want to go to lunch with you? But like dead ass, like Karen imitating and then all the women getting in the train. Hilarious. Like, no, but Karen turned that situation. Yes. That is why she is a queen, an, an icon. Like she literally got backed into a corner. And managed to turn the entire situation where everybody is doing like the sleuth, the sleuth out the door. But okay, I have a really big problem with Wendy because I feel really conflicted because when we're in her home scenes and like she's talking to her kids and her kids are like, integrity is doing the right thing when no one's looking. I'm like, oh my God, she's literally the most amazing mom. Like it was just, I'm like, these kids are in such good hands. And then in her professional life, I'm like, oh my God, this woman's so accomplished. Four degrees and CNN and MSNBC. And you're like, yes, this is a doctor. This is what we need. And then when she gets with the women, she's so irrational and she's always wrong. Like I'm always disagreeing with always her. Always wrong. And, and sorry, it's an amazing thing to have four degrees and it's such an accomplishment, but it can't be your answer for everything. Agreed. And I wouldn't have thought that 
but they showed that flashback where in every fight that she's been in, she throws out four degrees. It's and it's Dr. Like, Wendy, address me properly. You don't get four degrees so that you can come on Real Housewives and let everyone know you had four degrees at every turn. It's also, it's it's literally never part of the conversation. In yeah. this particular fight, it was. Yeah. Because Karen was like saying, you're not a medical doctor. But in most of the fights, like, Literally, it's like, nobody, Wendy, I have four degrees. Like, we get it. It's just not applicable here. But it is applicable in other situations, just not here. And it's starting to annoy me. And I like her in every scene when she's not with the other women. Yeah, I don't like her in the group context. Also, because, like, she will always have Candace's back. They came in as friends. It's a crutch. And so... Uh, and I'm just, like, completely out on Candace. What was crazy, though, is seeing the scene where Monique, like, files charges against Candace. And Candace the, is so delusional. The amount, you don't just sue someone and nothing happens and you just win because you think you're right. Right. And, like, Candace, when she was in her house talking to Chris and she was so Angry. bothered by what Monique had done, but also saying that it was, like, a bad legal move. But, like, it clearly got under your skin. The thing is, is that, and what Candace knows, is, first of all, whoever you think is right or wrong, now, in the legal sense, everyone does what they have to do to protect themselves whether nobody wants to go to jail, nobody wants to get arrested, nobody wants to have this like on their file forever. So now it's like every person is lawyered up. And when it comes to lawyers and like means to pay lawyers, Monique has way more means to do that. She could fight this longer than Candace because we know that Candace has financial instability because her mom is super rich, but she doesn't always get money from her mom. She doesn't want to take money from her mom. We've been talking about it for five years, we know. So it's like now it's like in, in a battle of lawyers and money. Monique wins. Yeah. And to just assume that you're going to sue someone and nothing's going to happen, they're not going to fight back and you're just going to win because you think you're right. Like, and because you have post-it notes all over your house. What an irrational thing to think. And to get so mad at someone else for counter-suing is a level of delusion that I can't relate to. Like, once you take it to like the legal... She took it there first. 100%. Candace filed the charges. She was the one who made it a legal matter. Now you're mad that someone else is protecting themselves and their family? Like, that makes no fucking sense. No, no sense She was being so irrational. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy that Monique is standing up for herself, especially in light of the fact when you slow down the footage, uh, Candace put her hands on Monique's body, not hair first. Well, so Monique then posted a screenshot of an email from the whole thing where they decided to drop the charges because the, like, the Maryland district attorney was like, um, we've reviewed all the... The paperwork, the counter sue, the sue, the Bravo footage. Bravo literally had to get footage, and we've decided we're dropping the charges. So it's like the law actually decided that n- both of you are wrong, right? So, so the group should be, follow suit. Should follow suit. Yes, I agree. I mean, so also Monique is not going on the trip. Yeah. I thought she might be because it was Ashley's trip. You know what? I'm glad because if Monique went on the trip, everything would be about Monique. Monique would be the villain and it would... But now that the women will be together and you're going to take out Monique who you think is the problem. Toxic. Let's find out who the problem really is. That always happens. Also, one more thing Giselle did really bothered me when Ashley came over to her house and she was like being such like a baby about breastfeeding. It's like, you have three kids and Ashley is like... Who, like people who are like boobies, like who cares? And your mom, you've literally had three kids. Like let her breastfeed and like stop making her feel weird about it. Yeah. Oh, you're going to, you're going to whip it out right now? Like who fucking cares? Yeah. That was bothering me. She, I'm just, I'm just like a little turned on Giselle. No, I'm, I'm extremely. And like, I always like, even though I've never agreed with her in like group situations, I just love her. So I was like, I don't really care, yeah. but I, I now care. Cause now she's coming for Karen. Yeah. She's coming for Karen. She's come for Monique and I... I'm with Karen and Monique. And I know they're not a team technically, but like Karen, Monique, and Ashley like are my ride or dies currently. A hundred percent. I actually think that we are in the popular opinion. I hope so. I do. So tough. I actually don't know, actually. <laughs> like when I look at Twitter, that's what I didn't look last night, but that I I tend to agree. But I don't know. I feel like sometimes podcast listeners don't agree. Yeah. Um, but it was actually a pretty good episode. And of course, next week looks great, which is what we say here every week about the Real Houses of Potomac, but this was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. So the other thing that I watch, American Murder, do you think you're going to watch it? No. It's it's a documentary that's an hour and a half, which I loved. Oh, just one episode. One episode. Ooh, and after delicious. having watched Wild Wild Country, like, I just am so here for it. What is so crazy is they, usually documentary, they have interviews with people, you know, they do this whole thing. They used all footage from um, Shannon's social media, like because oh. she posted so many videos of her life and her daughters. Like we have literally a whole documentary of like home videos from her Facebook, um, police footage, and like news real footage. Like they didn't have to do any in- sit down interviews, oh. nothing. It's all like there. So ring doorbell. Oh wow! Sort of footage like. You, you get the whole picture. picture. Neighbors camera footage. Like that's crazy. And like. 
everyone in their own words at the time, not people like re- uh, recalling it. So the husband killed his wife and two kids? Yeah, two And girls. why did he do it? Um, so, I mean, there's never a reason why. Which, but I thought this, when I first heard the story, I'm like, why? Like, what is his Wait, motive? did this happen recently? Two, 2018. Was it the woman who was pregnant? Yes. Oh, my God. I remember yeah. that story. Um, it is so crazy. Oh, maybe I will watch it, actually. You I was watch very it. struck it's, by that story. When it's I, extremely well done. There was, like, one part where he, like, explains, he's, like, confessing to his dad what he did and, like, where they are. And when How he, do they have that tape? The police, it was in the police room. Oh. Um, like, the, he took a lie detector test, and then he asked for, like, it's all just being recorded. And when he says where the girls are... Okay, wait. You know what? I'm definitely going to watch this now. I just... I'm definitely going to watch it. Okay. Don't say. Okay. What's yep. it called? American Murder, The Family Next Door. I didn't know. I remember that story. It was like the biggest news story, and it was so shocking. Yeah. It's just a really well-done documentary. It's a, it's a horrible, horrible story. Ooh. I definitely am going to watch it. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Um... And I think that's all she I, wrote. That's all she wrote. Yeah. yeah. All she had written. Make sure to pre-order my book, girlwithnojob.com slash book, and have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow for Tuesday. It's also election day, so don't forget to vote. Don't forget to vote. Make a plan to vote. Make a plan. Go with a friend. Get wear a mask. Wear a mask and do what you got to do. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places wherever you listen to podcasts, find out some morning toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you have an amazing day and we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.